for your cell phone provider may apply, though, so check with your cell provider to make sure. So ready? Here you go. Get a pen. Here's the number. Studio A is 712-432-6958, and Studio B is 716-748-0112. Thank you very much for listening to Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com, the number one listener-supported radio station in the world. The opinions expressed on this radio station, its programs, and its website by the hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Revolution Radio and FreedomSlips.com, its staff, or affiliates. You're listening to Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com, 100% listener-supported radio, and now we return you to your host. Welcome to Nightlight, everybody. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we all call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can ever guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and of course, everything in between. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. And just a reminder to those who are calling in, um, we're going to take we're going to take calls at the top of the hour. After our break, we'll be doing short readings. Doctor Salvin and Doctor Linda and I will be taking calls. And if you want to call in after the top of the hour, the number is three one zero four two one four zero five three. Now, my guest tonight is a super lady. And um, it, it's it's I, I am finding that the doing the show and doing the interviews and reaching out and finding people who are also what I would call old school is one of one of the joys of, of doing of doing Freedom Slips Radio. And Dr. Linda became a psychic after she survived a commercial airplane crash in eighty one. She had two more near death experiences after that, one in eighty two and another in eighty four. And she is directly linked to the other side due to a white light experience and, and of course, the three near-death experiences. Um, she didn't actually accept the gift for 12 years. She was afraid of it, and I can certainly understand that one. I, to be honest with you, I kind of thought, thought it wasn't real, too. I, I wasn't frightened, but I'm not sure I really believed in it. Um, but once she did accept it, her life changed, and she began to help people on, her, on their journey. She's one of the four original radio psychics who started in 1994 in Los Angeles's KBIG 104. She had her own show for 15 years, long before the internet, and she was a frequent guest of George Norrie on Coast to Coast. She's done TV shows, and, and she became a healer after surgery in 91 and a medium after more surgery in 96. And here's here's really, to me... Which, which she's got a cumus vitus that would choke a horse. She has a BA in health education, a master's in public health and epidemiology, and a PhD in metaphysics. Now you put all of that together with her experience and her education, and you have one powerful lady. So welcome to the show, Dr. Linda. 
Thank you so much, Barbara. What a wonderful introduction. I'm glad to be here. Well, you certainly, I mean, I, I could have probably taken the first hour just reading all the stuff that you've done. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it's amazing, but, but I, I think that it's also a testimony to the fact that there, it, it's, it's very accurate to say that some people are called to this field and yes. no matter, no matter what they, the universe, the, the spirit just kind of forces you into it. It's, it's not like it's something you, you sat down one day and said, oh, just for the hell of it, I'm going to become a psychic now. Yeah, um, no, it's not something I, I was dreaming of becoming. It was never on the burner. <laughs> it was never on the platform. No, it, it, it shows me. Yeah, well, yes, exactly. And, and I had the same experience, to tell you the truth. I thought I was faking. And it took them seven years to convince me that, no, I was just a natural at it, which which is a blessing beyond blessings. I mean, it, it doesn't happen that way with everybody. But but I'm finding that, that <laughs> so, some of the, the, the people that, that I am I am I am so fortunate to come in contact with um, have had had their gifts sort of awakened at either during a time of trauma or, or during a, you know, or, or car accidents or in your right. case, holy mackerel, you know, well, the plane e crashed the fire truck and then totaling a car. That was the thrust of it back in the eighties. Yeah. And nobody it, was talking about this stuff back then. It, no, there was nobody to turn to for help as to what was going on. You know I mean? I was going through all these, these awakenings and psychic abilities and um, white light experiences and, it wasn't, it wasn't popular like it's become, you know, it was still quote in the closet. It was, mm -hmm. it was weird. It was weird. It's like nobody talked about that. Well, I, I, I think my first, um, dawning, awakening, download, whatever you want to call it. Right. Was, it was in 66 when a UFO landed on my campus. Oh my God. And it was the, and, and when it, took off it, it it zoomed right over my dorm and i was so I, listen i was within a hundred feet of it it blanked out the whole sky if it had had a vin number i could have read it and, <laughs> where and did you it, go to school eastern michigan university and, and i went to u of m <laughs> in Ann Arbor. i went to school and for my master's i was at u of m oh wow I, so yeah i know where eastern is isn't that is it in ypsilanti or is it next door it's not far yeah. It's Ypsilanti, yeah. When yeah. when were you in? You were in seventy. I well, I was, I was in there the, seventy five to seventy seven. Okay, I was there sixty two to sixty six, and um, so so that was during you know the swamp gas stuff when when Heineck was coming around and saying no no they weren't UFOs these were it was swamp gas and and that particular incident of mine was actually authenticated by the government as a real UFO sighting, and. Um, it changed my life and, and it opened me up to their, their, we're, we're not alone. And it was, it was exciting, but, but you went through this awakening by, by almost being killed a number of times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had a premonition the plane was going to crash an hour before it happened. I was on company business with my partner. We were working for an insurance company at the time and we were up in San Jose, California and we're from Southern California and we were sitting in the um, coffee shop and the plane that was sitting outside the window, I said, doesn't it look like it could crack there? And my partner said I was tired. 
because he didn't see what I saw, but I saw like a fuel retreated sauce settlement on the body of the plane. And an hour and a half later, we were cracked in half when we crashed. Wow. So I had a premonition, which was my first big premonition of uh, something going to happen and uh, slid down the ramp and became, I was out of my body, like 50 feet out of my body and it lasted about four months. And I was told I was a walk-in. So um, the, the, I felt like a cyclops and that sensation lasted for about four months. And again, there was nobody to talk to about the split. And that's when it all started, February 17th, 1981. Wow. That's and and the, but 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 they didn't stop there. I mean, they, they oh just, no, <laughs> they, kept, they kept hitting you, and and you know it's sort of like, you know, you. I have the feeling that people like you, like me, like like an, as I before we came on air, I was I was talking about people um, who have been in this field for twenty, thirty, forty, fifty years, are are having amazingly phenomenal. Um, Health, yeah, health, health challenges, and I'm wondering if, if because the the energetics are shifting so, because there's such confusion and upheaval going on, and you know, on the planet at this particular time, I wonder if we're being buffeted by it. I mean, I just can't. Um, I I know that that for my myself personally, I I recognize it as telling me there's a change that needs to happen and therefore I need to pay attention to altering the way that I do what I do so that it comes more in line with what spirit has in mind for me. And, and a couple of my friends are having the same, the, the same understanding that, okay, so what I've done so far to this point in time was fine and well, but it no longer applies to the energetic of the, of, of the planet or the cosmos that's, or the downloads that we're getting. So we have to shift and, 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 approach things in a different manner in order to teach and share the wisdom that we've got inside of us. And, and I would, I would say that, that, you know, you're getting the same kind of message. Um, yeah. There's, there's like, I, I was explaining to you, Barbara, um, I, I had some thumb reconstruction, major surgery back in September. And last week I had the pen removed and I was back in surgery and, um, I'm still trying to focus on that. And I got in a car accident on Friday and I'm all shaken up with a concussion and whiplash and I hurt. And it's like, I was trying to, I was going to stop going to my chiropractor and I got thrown back in his office. And um, <laughs> it's like, I can't get away from this. And um, I'm supposed to be there for whatever reason. And my attorney called me an eggshell. Because I got hit in uh, January. I had another case of whiplash where somebody hit me in a parking lot. And this one was somebody hit me in a parking lot, only at a different angle. And um, it's like, okay, what's going on here? Why is it going on here? And what am I going to do about it? And it's like, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to the one doctor tomorrow for x-rays. And if he wants an MRI or whatever, my M, my MD. And then I'll go to the chiropractor for um ultrasound and whatever treatment he deems necessary to help me through this uh -huh. period until I heal again. And, um, you know, I love him dearly. I love seeing him, but to go to the chiropractor twice a week, isn't something on my agenda that I want to, <laughs> you know, keep doing with my time. But, well, you know, right, healing, there's something weird going on. Look at, should we go into politics or stay away? <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot of negativity going on, and, and and maybe we're 
being tapped to become stronger to keep the light going. I don't know. Well, you know, I, I kind of think that in, in a way, um, the, 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 we're getting downloads that, and, and, and let's face it, most of us that have been in this field a long time have a pretty, pretty strong ego. And, and it feels to me as though there's a sense here of downloads of information, but, but, but shifting our focus. And because we've been in the field for so long, it's not that we think we know it all, but we're comfortable with it. And it feels like that there's new stuff coming in and, and more strands of our DNA are being awakened. And sometimes you have to get shaken up really good in order for spirit to really do the rewiring that it needs to do. And, um, you know, and, and as far as the planet goes, my God, there's upheaval all over the place. It's not just here in this country. It's all over. And it is a time of change. And I, I said to somebody the other night, you know, that we're, we're living through history and, and it's the birth of a new season, maybe, is the best way to say it. And, well, it's the and, dawning of another age of something, and I'm not sure what, but I'll tell you one thing. When I was on the radio back in the 90s, I used to say that the first 17 years of the new millennium were going to be some of the most difficult, painful, and turbulent times that we would ever see. And that's exactly what happened. We're still in it. And uh -huh. it's only getting worse in many ways. And yet we have to keep looking at the glass half full to see the beauty of it while we're going through the chaos of it. Yeah, and it is it is chaos. There's there's absolutely no doubt about it. And it's a birthing process. And, you know, for those of us that have been <clears throat> fortunate enough to have a child, um, it hurts. It's difficult. It stretches us. And that's exactly what's happening to all of us on a spiritual level. And and it's it's the same old, same old will not work anymore. And and there are um I do predictions for every month, and when it came to, um, and I've always had fun with it. I've been doing it for the last twenty years, and it it this year was not fun. I had to really push myself because I kept seeing chaos and riots and upheaval and whatever, and and looking forward towards um, towards um, next year. It it continues. It's not something that's going to settle itself down and we're not going to, you know, settle into complacency again after, after January. It, this, this goes on for at least another year. And what's interesting is um, I, kept see, I kept seeing um, turmoil, I guess is the best way to put it, um, continuing in this country for at least the next year, if not two or three. And well, with the election, that's what you're picking up and all of what's going on with mm -hmm. the right. But what's, what's interesting is Lynn Buss. Who's, There's so much fear and anxiety out there right now. Oh, God, yeah. And Lynn Buss, who's, who's a numerologist, um, is going to be on the show next, next month with me. And um, he, he as well is seeing this kind of upheaval. And, and when he reads my, my overviews, he keeps saying, what happened to Pollyanna? Where'd she go? And I said, <laughs> I said hey, she's no, you're gone. Getting more realistic because you're beginning to feel more grounded while you're still getting everything from above. And you know, spiritually what the answer is, but it's a little thicker. The energy's thicker to deal oh, with right now. Gosh, yeah. And I've got Michelle Avanti coming on 
next month as well. And, and Michelle she, was on my show once before. Say hi to her for me. I yes. will. And and she's she's I mean her predictions for next year are horrifying. So so it, it's it's um it, it's it's horrifying, but it's exciting because you know in order to to build new, you have to tear down, and that's what's happening. And and it's it's just to me fascinating to watch. Um, and you know it's it's kind of like I, I'm glad I don't have a lot of money in the stock market because. You know, if I did, I'd probably have to worry about losing it. And so, no, you don't. It, look at the market's up higher than it's been, and it's growing, and it's going to continue with this administration. I disagree. I think it's going to be a real strong economy. You can oh, see I what's going on just this week. Just this week, it's been crazy high. Oh, absolutely. But you know, I, I, I'm finding. You know, when I read through all of your material, I mean, you don't, you don't do anything half-assed. Um, I mean, when you do. Radio sure shows. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I get no, very you... lazy during the day. If I don't oh. have five clients, I don't know what to do. <laughs> no, go ahead. But all of these radio shows that you do, I mean, yeah. it, it it was amazing. I it, Overkill. Absolute overkill. Oh, and I don't then, even list all the guest shows I've been on through the years like yours. I don't even keep track anymore. I show up, I help, I discuss, I I read, I um, let people know how they can contact me. I um, bring in spiritual information that I hope impacts somebody or wakes them up. Because a lot of people think they're spiritual and they're not. And a lot of people say, oh, I'm psychic too. And it's like, no, you're not. Most people are intuitive, but they're not psychic. They don't understand it. No, I, I, I think I've got it. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, <laughs> that's, a re- that's a really good point. And, and most people uh, are intuitive, but not psychic. Yeah, there is a difference. And and the other thing that that is that is absolutely um, really important at this particular point in time. There are tons and tons of people going around there saying, "Well, I'm a psychic, and I'm a light worker, and I'm a this, and I'm a that." And when you ask them, when you say, that's fabulous, what does it mean? They can't they, answer. No. and Because they're the charlatans giving people like you and me the bad rap. And um, I'm, I'm a part of the American Federation of Certified Psychics and Mediums. And um, if you want to become a part of it, I would be more than happy to test you because I'm the chief examiner of metaphysics for the um, organization and they just had their internet their fourth annual international um, voting for the United States and Canada I mean the United States and the world for different um, there were 54 categories and I came in number five top psychic in the United States number one is um, um, life coach in the United States and around the world I came in number two as a witch because my candle line. I came in number 10 out of 500 light workers. Uh-huh. So I don't know who the people are that vote. And I didn't promote it this year because I was sick. And I still came in on, on, on top. So people want to know what a real light worker is. They can find out through me or through you or really understand about giving up self in order to help another human being and to really do the work of God. And I think what's what's fascinating is that while people will read the books and will take workshops, they don't realize that they don't become a light worker until they are walking their talk. Right. And most of it. But they don't understand how to embrace that. 
Mm -hmm. Most of them don't know how to embrace it. They think it sounds good. And the new generation coming up, you know, the kids in their 20s and 30s, they think they've got it. And um, people come to me and ask me to help them become psychic. One person wrote me this adamant email full of anger. He's a regular client. And he's frustrated because he, no matter what he does, he can't become psychic. And I wrote back, I said, well, you're not supposed to be psychic. It doesn't, you don't, you don't adopt it. It doesn't happen. People think you can learn to be psychic because of all those classes out there that help you with your psychic powers. You can't. It's just like some of the biggest mediums out there charge two to $3,000 for seminars to teach you how to be a trans medium. Either you got it or you don't. Oh, yeah. We're supposed to be a medium this whole planet would levitate i i met a woman once who came up to me she was very reverent she'd heard of me because i i've been around forever and Mm -hmm. and she said i'm a shaman and i said really and she said yes i'm a shaman and i said okay what does that mean she said well i have a certificate (laughs) <laughs> and I just and I just finished a weekend workshop, and I looked at her and I said, "Well, number one, sh- <laughs> shamans shamans are recognized; they aren't labeled. And number two, if you say you're a shaman, chances are you're not." And I said, "I would not throw that around, especially because there just might be a shaman there that might might really be offended." And she just looked at me and she said, what? And I said, was it like $2,000, $2,500 you paid for this? She said, yeah. I said, well, <laughs> I, I'm sure you learned a lot, but but shamans just are. <laughs> they're natural born healers. They're natural born wise people. Um, I have a book on shamanism and with all the indoctrination um, actually, my therapist told me to read it because he said, Linda, you're a shaman because I heal people. And I don't mm-hmm. know where the energy comes from. But we went back to the chapter about initiation. And I believe just like with the plane crash, the fire truck accident and the tolling of the car, those were initiations. But back in the 80s when I was going through it and I had no clue what I was doing or what it meant, I didn't understand that it was a form of initiation down the road. Now I can look at it. Absolutely. Well, I think I think the the main thing about for me for for everyone to understand is that it's not something you're taught; it's something that you allow to evolve from within yourself. And right. every and everybody will have a different gift, so that so that it's not you 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 can't follow in someone else's footsteps because that's their pathway. So uh, it's you know I teach a class in in the foundations of spiritual development. And then I tell everybody to, here's the information, now understand it, make it a part of yourself, and live it, and see where spirit takes you. Right. But, you know, it's, I, you know, I can't give you a certificate because that's no, no. Because most people think that, you know, it's simple to just pay your fee and get your degree, and it doesn't work that way. It's, it's, well, a, it's a feeling they may have a passion and an interest which i understand uh-huh. but to actually do the work or really beat the drum and use the feathers and use the incense and use all the tools that a shaman would use most people don't know all that they don't have all the tools that it takes they think that they can do reiki 
don't get me started on Reiki, but I have a different opinion about Reiki than the average person. And, um, you know, everybody thinks they're healers. Uh-huh. Everybody's fixing everybody. Well, if we we're all so fixed, why would we, why are we still so messed up? But the true, <laughs> the true real healers. And, um, I, I, I just did a healing on a, uh, naturopathic doctor in germany two weeks ago because his heart he wasn't feeling right about love and some other issues in his life and he came to me for the healing and it takes about seven days to go through the process and he was in touch with me for the first four days i have to write him and find out how he's doing but um most people don't understand what natural healing can be like i was given a gift in 1991 using color words and breathing and um, I, I took a schizophrenic that had 26 personalities, put her back into one. Her mother flew in from out of town to thank me. There's a big difference in saying, hi, I'm a shaman. <laughs> you know, it's like heal somebody, really transform their life and see what happens. Well, and, and isn't it true also that, that you, you can do that kind of healing, but unless the person changes, embraces it and shifts their their perspective, that that it doesn't hold. Well, the way I do, I don't think that that's true with the work that I do. I, I think it's always held. I had one guy who was paralyzed from being in an auto, a truck accident. He had three healings. This couple of years ago, he had three healings because he said that it was the best money he ever spent that he was finally comfortable in his body. So he could lay in his, sit in his chair and not be uncomfortable. So it's, it's, it's not about, you got to be open. Uh-huh. You, you know, coming if you if there is resistance, I can feel it, and I work with that before I get into what goes on in my soul. Well, I think it's it it it's true magic, and it's it's very exciting. And so, on top of all of the radio shows that you've done and everything else that you've done, mm-hmm. you also have, um, which fascinates me, a line of candles. You wanna- I do, I do, um, Barbara. What I have started in 1999. And it's candle magic. And uh, I was trained in candle magic by a Santa Maria priest back in 1999. And I'll tell you the story of how it happened. There was a woman in L.A. who did candles, and I went to her, and her candles didn't work. And I went to the store in L.A. to try some things, and it didn't work. Then I was told about this guy named Michael. And I was working on a boyfriend at the time, trying to get him to open up and communicate. (laughs) (laughs) which is hard to do with a Scorpio so um, I went and met Michael Michael gave me a set of candles and he asked what I did I said I was a talk show host doing spiritual work psychic work he said let this happen then come back and I'll teach you candle magic and I said why would you teach me candle magic he said because you'll buy from me and you'll help people well I couldn't believe that this one candle that I did on my boyfriend at the time opened him up to the point where I wanted him to shut up. <laughs> okay, so so for those who don't understand what the candle magic is, because okay, candle magic. Um, I took away Wicks of Wisdom. I took away pagan Wicca and Santeria, Kabbalah. I took away all the different religions, and I made it mainstream from what I learned and candle magic is another way to attune to your spiritual life i have candles that bring in money remove negativity improve your health 
open up doors for your love life, whether you're in a relationship or you want to attract somebody new. I have legal candles for lawsuits. I have candles for um, um, getting out of procrastination so you become productive. And for everything else, there's formulas of oil. There's formulas of essential oil. There's powders. There's herbs. And there's petition. There's parchment paper. And the way that Wicks of Wisdom work, like a prescription for your soul, is that you apply all these elements that I supply you in the order that you're instructed. And there's a petition of certain words that goes in the flame. And little by little, after three to seven days, the first candle goes out and the second candle is lit. You do it three times. Mm-hmm. And things start to evolve. Things start to happen. It's magic. It's like giving God your prayer, which is God is light, so light is the flame of the candle. It's dressing with the essential oils and the herbs and the powders. The candle itself is the vessel to hold it all, and the petition is the is the wish. It's kind of like going back to the Maccabean War before the Jewish temple was destroyed, and people had idols for God, their gods. And in order to receive something from God, they would make an offering. So they would give gold and silver jewelry, coins, food, or whatever. Much like you see in a Buddhist environment or Asian environment where they're offering um, apples, coins, and incense to the Buddha in a um, in a cleaners or a Chinese restaurant. So you're making an offering in exchange for receiving the gift. So we give the offering of gold and silver powder, which represents the gold and silver, to give to the universe. And in turn, I've seen people heal. I've seen people get married. I've seen people keep their stocks up. Speaking of stocks, um, with the stock market, I've seen real estate brokers stay on top of their game. I've seen business quadruple. Um, The biggest skeptic on the planet can burn these candles and things will happen. You don't have to believe. You don't have to understand. You just have to follow the directions and things will start. I've got one girl that buys once a month because she gambles all the time and she wins. (laughs) (laughs) I have another one that uh, uh, in Texas, a gal had fibroid tumors. She'd been bleeding and she didn't want to go to the doctor for a hysterectomy. And she did the health candles and the bleeding stop. So everybody's different. It's, uh-huh. it's it's powerful stuff what I've got here. It's real spirits in the oil. It's it's not something you can buy at the market. No, I would think not. And and certainly it has to do a great deal with your intent in creating all of this too. The energy and, is there. Yeah, the energy is there. It has to be. Um, and they um, are now. Your website is www.lindasalvin.com. Uh-huh. And, and there are the readings, the candles, my radio shows, everything's there. A busy lady. But have you written books? Because it, it feels like there should be books here. I know. There's, there's, I've had four people tell me they're going to help me with my book, and they all fall apart. And I personally haven't done the book myself. I've been trying to write the book for 30 years since the plane crash, and, and the story keeps changing. So I don't know what I'm going to do with it. <laughs> 
I'm gonna, I don't know. The candles, by the way, are also on YouTube at Wicks of Wisdom. And Chris Jenner, the Kardashians' mother, was the spokesperson for my infomercial when we put the candles on television 10 years ago. So the infomercial is on YouTube if people want to see how it works and listen to testimony of people that were clients of mine at the time. Well, it's, it's very exciting because it's, it's, it is magic. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Oh, it's white magic. Yeah. And, and it, it, you know, it today, especially people are, are awakening more and more and more to the power they have within the power, the, the other gifts and talents they can reach to within themselves and utilize and what else is out there that can be of great benefit to them in well, the candles would really help them achieve more because that's why i created wicks of wisdom because i knew people people wanted more than just answers in a reading they wanted more so i get them involved with their own spiritual growth by putting the herbs and oils and everything together they become their own alchemist and they become a part of the process you know, it, it's just, it's amazing to me because like you said before, when you started in, in the eighties um, and, and when I started in, in the sixties, I could have lost my job if they knew that I was involved in this sort of stuff. <laughs> I mean, literally there was an, uh, in, in the contract that I signed, I taught school for 25 years. And in the contract that I signed, one of the things was that, that, that there was a morality clause Um, there was, um, we were not allowed to, we had to wear high heels and dresses or suits. We couldn't wear even pants suits at that time. Right. And this was Michigan and you had to do, (laughs) you had to do recess duty in heels and Oh my God. Even in the snow? Yeah. Madison Heights and, and Troy, Michigan. (laughs) Yes. And let me tell you, um, so then you fast forward to, you know, 20, 30 years later, and I was doing readings on my lunch hour. So, um, you know, it's, we've come a long way. And, and the consciousness of humanity, the masses, whomever, have, have evolved to a great degree, too, over the last half a century. And it's, it's just amazing to watch people being more and more open to this field than ever before. Right. It was the spiritual explosion at the end of the 20th century, because I used to say that the 90s was the most spiritual decade of the millennium, and it opened everything up, and now in the last 16 years, it's just become more and more acceptable, and more and more people are searching for answers, looking for something to hold on to, believe in, and uh, it's not always just about the money. Because a lot of people have their wealth and then they realize they're still lacking, so they're searching for the spiritual fulfillment. Yeah, that's that's what I'm finding, especially um, with the spiritual development. The found I I I wanted to do a spiritual development circle online, and I I put it up on on a radio show on Blog Talk, and I had um, almost seventy people signed up all around the world, and I thought how fabulous this is going to be because over half of them were practitioners. And I thought, I mean, I'm going to grow from this because everybody's going to share and it's going to be a wonderful, I mean, I was just so excited. It was unbelievable. And I found that nobody knew anything. 
you know. Well, they was, wanted you to teach them. That's why yeah. they came to you. They didn't want to share and engage. They just wanted to hear and listen and grow. I, yeah, I did everything short of blackmailing people to call in to talk. <laughs> I mean, it was, and, and then I finally realized that, okay, this is not a, a discussion group. This is a lecture series. And, and so I lectured, but, but, you know, you get to the point where people are aware of what's out there, but they're not aware that all of the answers are inside of themselves. And well, most people, Barbara, as you know, don't want to look within. They want to blame somebody else for their problems. They want to blame the milkman. They want to blame the postal server. They want to blame their spouse. They don't want to look at themselves and take responsibility for what they feel and know. Mm-hmm. Well, it, yes. And, 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 you know, when, when people say, oh, I only attract losers, well, that's because you think what you just, that's what you deserve. So let's work on you and, and, when you feel you deserve better, you'll attract better. And, you know, they, they look at you like, you mean I have to do the work? And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the idea. <laughs> but, but it is, it is, I, I am finding it more and more and more exciting because um, more and more seems to be um, coming to the surface and, and being available to us and you're you're we're finding in films and books that that they're being seeded with hints of you know the greater expansion of the consciousness that is there so that when something happens people say well of course yeah i read that in a book um and and but but you know it's it's really quite profound the stuff that's coming out these days it's a little unhinging i think from well, time to the time aliens that they're among us and the ufos are real and psychic ability is real and um past lives are real everything's real it's just that uh, a lot of people don't believe it and um, like the scientific world has to prove it well, i come from the scientific world and then i became a psychic so that's why i went and got the phd in metaphysics from the American Institute of Holistic Theology so I could qualify and quantify the woo-woo with the scientific background I've got, you know, because there's a lot of woo-woo. Oh, but God, yes. It's real. <laughs> it's real, you know, whether it's astrology, numerology, psychic, psychometry, healing, channeling. There's so many different aspects of the world. I mean, if, 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 if those of those who are out there, if, if you want to really have your mind blown Go to Wikipedia and look at different forms of prognostication. There are probably 50 to 60 pages of all of these different ways that you can use to, to connect yourself to your higher consciousness and get information from spirit. I mean, from, from the entrails of goats to clouds to ang- words in anger to how many sneezes people. I mean, it, it's just it's extreme. But but the cool thing is that everybody has their own tool. They brought them into this lifetime. And, yeah, but and, they don't know that. Well, that's what I try to tell them. The millennials, the millennials have a more acute awareness, I think, that they're pretty on top of it as far as their intuition and their creativity and maybe their spiritual aspects. But nobody's perfected any of it. And, um yeah, well, I think that that whole generation's a lot more 
adept to spiritual practice. Yeah, yeah I, I, more of it come about. I, I think one of the, the things that, that, that I have difficulty with is is convincing people that this doesn't conflict with religion. Have a religion, but oh gosh, spir- no. You know, spirituality is 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 next to or along religion with is man made and spirituality just is. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's it's it doesn't conflict. And it's it's I, I mean if I mean, the number of priests and nuns that I read is is phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're really cool. Um, but but you know, when you get right down to it, when you look at at you know what's going on today, you know, because of after the election, we don't have to get into the politics of it. But but there is such such well, there's un- fear of internment camps, concentration camps. Um, women's rights, women's health, abortion, um, health care, gender identification, all of the immigration, everything we've worked so hard to achieve is taken, we're at risk of having it taken away and and limited and we're going to be in a controlled state, which is really pathetic. Well, you know, we don't know that yet. So that, so that, you know, it's sort of like this country is, is going through another revolution. I mean, it's, it, it's, I see direct correlation between the 17, you know, 76 stuff and today. And that there is upheaval here. And, and I told everybody before the election, it doesn't matter who wins, there's going to be a revolution. There are going right. to be um, people who are dissatisfied. There are going to be, um, protests. I, I did not picture what's going on today. To tell you the truth, I didn't think it would be this extreme. But, but you know, go figure. Uh, and and it, it's just it's we're we're at a birth of a new age, and that is going to take upheaval. It's going to take um, a lot of stuff happening, and and that we're able to live our live through it and see change happening. Um, and, and, you know, whatever the destiny of humanity in the United States is, obviously we're following along with it, even though, you know, we have power to some degree to, to let our will be known. But, but it, it feels to me as though, you know, we are flowing along a pathway and, and, and apparently it's the way it's supposed to be. I, I don't think that, that even well, as, it is what it is. It can't be anything other than what it is. So, I mean, of course it's supposed to be. Just like me getting into another accident. Here I go again. <laughs> you know, here I go again. Why? The guy T-boned me. I was just trying to get out of the McDonald's parking lot. <laughs> well, maybe you just shouldn't eat McDonald's anymore. Well, yeah, maybe. But it's down the street from where I live and I get my coffee. And I was just going home like I always do. And he just backed into me and didn't see me. So, but but don't you find that when 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 big things like this happen, that there's a shift going on inside of you that you're you know reminded there's of? There's been some- a shift. There's been a shift going on since I had the surgery September 28th, and um, I'm trying. To, I'm walking through it because I'm not on the other side of it yet. But um, there was nerve exposure um, for most of October. And the pain, I was jumping out of my skin. I'd never felt anything like that in my life. And um, I was on a 
antibiotics, anti-inflammatories, and uh, steroids, and I was going nuts. So on the other side of it, my psychic ability is, it's, it's always still there, but I'm on a calmer, I'm in a calmer place than I was where there's no big deal. Um, you know, when anybody has surgery, Barbara, and you go under anesthesia, it's the closest thing to death known to man because they put you uh-huh. out so deep that you can't feel the pain when they're cutting you open and operating and then how they bring you back. And sometimes the residue will take weeks to leave your body. Uh-huh. You know, it takes time. But um, usually there's a spiritual shift after a surgical procedure. Not everybody's aware of that. Um, I'm not quite on the other side. I'm going to do some resting over this weekend and let my body uh, detox from whatever it needs to detox from. And um, as far as uh, I don't, I don't eat bread or I don't eat flour or sugar. So when I'm at McDonald's, I get everything wrapped up in lettuce. I have just protein and uh-huh. um, and apples, and it's just it's just a very, it's one thing my body can tolerate. But the reason behind it, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, to have to go back into the doctor and going tomorrow, I'll see in about a month. I'll be able to tell you why. It's I'm, when you're in the storm, you can't see outside the storm, and you got to get through some of the storm in order to identify the purpose. So once um, end of the month, I'll tell you probably what I think the purpose is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I am I am finding that that um, it, it's very interesting. My my website I've I've always said was a teaching website, and then somebody brought it to my attention that I had, you know, you can get a reading here on it, which made it a retail website. So I took all that stuff off of it because it was like, nope, I've called it a teaching website, and I am a teacher by trade. And, and therefore, you know, I took all of that off of it and things seem to settle down. I, I think that, that, that we are given subtle hints as we go along. And sometimes we are so dedicated to, to doing what we're doing because we feel so strongly about it that we miss those subtle hints. At least I do. And it takes me slamming into a brick wall. No, oh, don't it, say that. <laughs> no, no. I call that my two by four moment because usually it, it takes a year ago. I, <laughs> I, I was doing psychic fairs with somebody that I'd known for 35 years and I've been doing them for almost that long. And I, I was at the point where I was saying, I don't really want to do this anymore. It doesn't feel right. And I, because of a friendship, I just couldn't pull myself out. And this was 56 fairs a year. And oh my goodness. And I was at a fair a year ago to right about now. And I was talking to the man that was doing the bookings. And I turned to go back to where I, my table, I tripped over something. I did a 180 in the air. I landed on both my knees on a concrete floor. Ouch. Now I'm 72. So, you know, you would expect I, had, I would have shattered. I stuck, I stuck the landing. Um, but, but, you know, it was like, Nothing was broken, but it was like, for God's sakes, you've been saying you don't want to do it. You don't feel right about it. <laughs> Here, we're going to get you out. Here's the reason. Stop it. You're not doing it anymore. And and that was it. 
that and like I said, it was a two by four moment. If if I had just gone with my gut, like I tell everybody to do, I always say, trust your gut unless you've had Mexican food. And <laughs> and 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 you know, it was like, why, why wasn't I practicing what I was preaching? You know, I mean, come on, <laughs> it's that simple. So so it is. It, it is because an ex- we're not perfect. I know that's why we're here. I got that. Do you do you feel that when you are reading other people, you are also reading yourself? Absolutely. Sometimes it's a mirror. Sometimes yeah. the questions come in, and it's really what I need to hear for myself, which is appropriate for the person at the time with the question that they're asking. And then other times, there's such a detachment that they're like it's like night and day. So there's times that I can hear myself talking thinking oh I can apply this to him I can apply this to that I can apply this to work you know yeah there's times and then there's other times it's like it's not me it's them totally them it's Mm -hmm. it's dependent but sometimes there's mirrors yeah yeah I have found that that I mean the the um that's that's why I love doing the free readings I mean it is it is such an adventure for me because it 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 will pull from me stuff sometimes that I didn't know was was there and it, it often will open doors to new places that I can investigate and learn from. So it, it, it's, it's, it's all good. And it's, it's my way of giving back. Um, and so that's why, you know, at the time, oh, I, I should, I should give out that number again. Um, uh, we, we will, after the commercial at the top of the hour, we will be taking calls. And if anybody out there is interested in getting a, a short reading from, from both of us, you you know, double team here. Can't can't mm-hmm. get better than that. Um, mm-hmm. It's three one zero four two one four zero five three, and uh, after the top of the hour, uh, call in. Uh, we we will be taking a short break 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 in about ten minutes. Um, but but I am I am finding that that um, it feels like something is going to happen right around the first of the year it just it it's it, it i get that 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 um internal oh oh where do you see this feeling so it's it's kind of like it doesn't okay. feel bad it doesn't feel bad it feels as though there there are are going to be more layers that are taken away from us i mean veils are going to be removed to a certain degree and and you know people who are in the spiritual field absolutely but even the 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 masses are going to have a clearer vision as to what's going on in their lives and i can't wait to see it 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 just feels to me as though uh, i mean it's going to be chaotic because you know of course when people recognize that that um that they haven't been given all of the truth that that there will be upset but i don't feel that it's going to be you know, overturning the government or anything. It can't. We we just redid the entire Capitol building. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, and um, Trump wants to redo it again. Well, I don't think he's going to put a Trump sign across it, but um, <laughs> you never he might know. Be out, he might be out of the house for 18 months. We don't know yet. Um, he to live in New York half the time anyway. Yeah, I... You know, it's funny. I mean, I understand that, that, you know, he had nowhere else to go. You know, there were no other challenges out there for him. So so this was a big one. 
But um, I don't think you look at it and you think, holy mackerel, um, he has no privacy. And, you know, the, the change that it that it does to a person, it ages just about everybody. And the fact that you, you lose yourself, you, you, you really be, you, you become um, a figurehead and, and um, with not as much power as you thought you were going to get. So it, 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 it does, it does look as though it might not be all the, all of the stuff that, that he really thought it was going to be. Oh, it's going to be nothing he's prepared for because he's not a politician. He doesn't have a background in history and politics and government. He has a background in business and construction. So he's thinking that the country is going to be treated like a business and he's going to pull it together. But um, I don't want to get into saying my personal views and what I'm fearful of. I don't think it's a <laughs> Yes, I know that feeling. Um, but but it is it is interesting to see that, that other nations um, – other countries are going through a, a sort of similar the whole world. Process. The whole world is shifting. The whole world is shifting. Yeah. The whole world is shifting. And, and, um, you know, it's, it's what, what really gets to me is that the earth is shifting too. And I'm seeing, you know, cause, cause, cause I've been doing the, the overview for next year and I'm seeing a lot more, Earthquakes and um, tsunamis and volcanoes. You just had one in Japan today. Another one, yeah. And Italy isn't done yet either, I don't believe. And I, I, I keep seeing. Now I have to admit to you, you know, just between the two of us, um, I have seen the New Madrid line going off again. And and um, the last time that went off was um, eighteen. 13 or 18. What is that? I don't know what that is. Oh, it, it was, it was, it's, it's a fault line that goes, um, kind of, kind of, um, up along the Mississippi. It went off in 18, uh, 14, it, it, it was in December, January, that time frame, And it was magnitude nine on the Richter wow. scale. The Mississippi river ran backwards. It was. It rang bells in Philadelphia and Boston. So so and and the population was not anywhere near what it is today. The school systems that are along that line have all been issued um, a survival pack for each child that has three days water, three days food in it. So the government is is there. There are four major fault lines in in the United States. Major fault lines. Um, you have the San Andreas. There's one yeah, which in is where the, I live. One in the kind of semi middle of the country. The New Madrid line, which is which is more towards the east, and it's to the left of the Mississippi River. It, it goes through just. Um, it kind of skirts. Tennessee it's in that area and it goes north south and then there's one right up the Hudson the Hudson River that's huge and of course that's where there's a nuclear power plant and those those four fault lines um, are beginning to to be to rumble but the new Madrid line is definitely and because they're doing all of the fracking in that area um, it, it is destabilizing the plates to a certain extent. So I, I really believe it's going to go. And, and my son and, and 
daughter-in-law and two grandchildren live in Nashville and they're, they'll feel it for sure if it goes and a magnitude nine, can you imagine what that is like? No, I can't. I can't. I know the quake out here in 94 was a 6.2, but it was really close to a nine and the people at JPL, I had, um, a couple of clients at the time whose husbands worked there and they were told to lower the Richter rating because tax time was coming. And if it was over a certain Richter scale point that we wouldn't have to pay taxes. And even though we know it was that large of a magnitude by law, they changed it and they scammed everybody and made everybody believe it was less than what it was. I remember that in 94, um, I was out of my apartment for about three weeks yeah, my son was in, uh, he went to school at USC. Oh, okay, downtown. Yeah, and um, they sat on the roof of the fraternity house <laughs> and watched the city burn. Yeah, it was pretty intense with what happened. It looked like a war zone after the earthquake. Yeah, no, I, um, and there was one prior to that in San Francisco, too, that was really Yeah, that was 88, I think, 88, yeah. 89, something like that. So, so I, I do, I do feel strongly that the, um, and the middle of the country is, is, is experiencing, um, a lot more. Well, Oklahoma has uh, been having a lot of earthquakes. Yeah. That's unusual. That's unusual. A lot of fracking going on there. Um, and, and, you know, I don't know enough about all of it to, to be able to, you know, be intelligent, but. I, I do feel that the fracking has led to the problems, but. Oh, absolutely. It's disrupt. It's, it's causing vibration within the earth. And, and upset, you know, upsetting everything. But the cool thing is that this, this planet will survive us. Um, I, you know, it's already wiped itself clean a couple of times and started over again from right. scratch. <laughs> Just like us. <laughs> Yeah, we started as a single cell and, and a number of times, probably. And, uh, you know, it, 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 I don't think the planet cares. It'll start again. Uh, and But, okay, we'll be back in five minutes or so. Uh, so take a break. All right. I'll see you in a few minutes. Okay, doke. This is Nightlight, and we're back. And if you like what you're hearing, click over to the support page and make a donation to help us keep this amazing station up and running. Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com is totally listener-supported. From the owner to the host to the producers, who we can't live without, to the staff, all are working here because we love the work and are dedicated to putting out quality material for all of you. Be it large or small, every donation is greatly appreciated and helps us all keep on supplying information and material to educate and hopefully enlighten. That isn't found anywhere else. So hop on over there, check it out. There are lots of free things going on, so you might want to uh, check out some of that. There are always uh, promotions going on and, and good, cool, free stuff there as well. Seed packets, too. Amazing stuff. So we are back, Linda, and uh, just just uh, to tell those that that um, 
If you'd like to call in for a short reading from us, uh, the call-in number is 310-421-4053. And we are open to taking calls. And uh, in in lieu of waiting rather than sitting here with bated breath, I want to I wanna go into some of the other stuff that you've done because you have had an amazing career. And <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's, it's like, um, I'm finding that the people in this field who, who are really um, out there and, and people are drawn to are, are, are people that, that, that have, you know, feet of clay and they've done, they've done a lot of regular, normal, normal people stuff and, and then come into this field um, with a rich background of of lots of material and lots of lots being able to being able to say to people I know what you're talking about I understand what you're feeling and and more and more and more I am finding people who are highly educated and and still taking part in in this field which some people think is crazy but it's not yeah, it's the woo woo that's why I said it's the woo woo it is great it's a philosophy it's metaphysics is a combination of psychology and religion and people don't know that you put the two together and you have a way of analyzing and dissecting the human being on a mental physical spiritual and emotional level you've got god in the whole picture as to why things are happening on a spiritual level and um i've got a couple stories here like maybe this will help inspire somebody um back in 09 my mom had lung cancer and it's I had gone to a radio symposium for a couple of days back in March of 09. And uh, that following Sunday, I went to see my mom. And um, I hung out with my mom and dad for a little while, came home, and my neighbor knocked on the door and said, Linda, there's a bird on the wall, and it's for you. I said, what do you mean there's a bird on the wall? So we went over, and there was a lovebird perched on the wall of the house. So we took the children's pails, captured this lovely bird, went over to the bird store, and it was confirmed that it was a Fisher lovebird. It was a beautiful bird of green and red and peach and yellow and um, indigo. So John, my neighbor, named it Rainbow. Well, that was on Sunday. Monday, the wife, Hillary, called and asked if I wanted the bird because it was too squawky and she didn't want it. I said, yes, I can't stop thinking about that bird. So... Um, I inherited Rainbow. Wednesday, I go to see my mom. My dad's upstairs. And I said, Mom, I got a new bird. She goes, what's its name? I said, Rainbow. She said, Rainbow? I said, yeah, why? She goes, well, that's the code name for the alarm system on the house. (laughs) And she died the next day. So this bird was brought to me in preparation for my mother's passing. And the bird, Rainbow, just died two weeks ago. Oh my God. So, yeah, seven years and seven months later, I lost this bird, but it was this whole chapter of time that this bird was significant with regards to my mom and um, her passing. And this bird was like a guardian angel for me. I have her, his girlfriend still here, and I was just thinking it's time to get her another bird because we had to go through a little mourning period here. It's hard. But oh, absolutely. He, Things like that, that's metaphysics. Is it odd or is it God? Why did that happen? Why would a bird come in? Why would it be rainbow? Last thing my mother said to me, rainbow, and she died. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like that's the metaphysics of how life is. Just like the poem I always read on my, on my show, 
called God, are you real? And it says, God, are you real? The child whispered, God, speak to me. And a metal arc sang, but the child did not hear. So the child said, God, show me that you're real. Whereupon, um, and the thunder rolled across the sky, but the child did not listen. So the child said, show me a miracle. And a child was born, but the child did not know. So the child said, touch me, God, show me you're real. Whereupon God reached down to touch the child, but the child brushed the butterfly away and walked away unknowingly. There's one more part in there that I have forgotten, but it's basically like this kid is asking about proof. There's a God. Well, there was a metal lark that sang, the stars are shining in the sky, a baby was born, the thunder's rolling, and a butterfly was brought to touch him on the arm. What more proof do we need? We're always out there trying to find what God is. It just is. It's everything around us, from the stars to the sand. But we complicate it all. But spirituality is just becoming a part of everything, whether it's the trees, if it's the wind, the rain, people, communication. With all the negativity and craziness out there, um, we got to get back to what the spirit wants. And that's what you and I try to teach people. Yeah, it's just, it's an amazing adventure. I have to tell you that, that being in this field is the most energizing thing I have ever done in my entire life and it 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 gives you a vitality although you know when when you're being bashed around by spirit it doesn't feel like it but for the most part it is it is exciting and absolutely wonderful okay we've got a call here um 816 hi you're on the air can I have your name please it's uh Mark hi Mark um we're going to, um, the way we're, we're working this tonight is uh, Dr. Linda needs your name. Which she, do you need his full name? No, just the first name and city and state and birthday. Uh, birthday, 211-59. What was the other thing? City and state, where you're calling from? Uh, Lee Summit, Missouri. Okay, okay. Well, what's your question? Uh, I put some feelers out to move down to the southern part of the state near Branson. And I'm just wondering if you see anything like that in my future. I think around April. It looks like March, April. I don't see it now. I see it more towards the springtime that it will um, happen for you. And by that time, you'll have the finances and you'll get the right place to move into and the doors open for you. Your social life changes and your career changes. Everything opens up. It's almost like a needed move it's going to reinvent you just like you'll be talking on the air all night well that sounds exciting that's a good time frame too that's what i was kind of hoping for all right well that's what i see that's what i see what do you get barbara oh it it, it feels to me as though you have to put your house in order first uh i i know you've set feelers out but it doesn't feel like you've tied up all your loose ends yet so that so that it will take so i got i got this i got the March, April time frame. April feels as though there's an inner restlessness of frustration that you can't make things happen as fast as you'd like them to, to move. And yet, when I look into the May time frame, you're crazy. So it, it does feel as though that's a, that's the time frame where I do see a move taking place. And even though um, I've just warned you that you need to, you know, tie loose ends up, I don't feel you're going to. But 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 make me a liar, please. And <laughs> uh, and and it does feel as though once you've once you've 
gotten yourself moved. It feels that where you are now geographically, um, it doesn't feel like that 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 geographical place is nurturing your spirit. That you you feel almost claustrophobic or or like you're sort of being smothered is what I'm getting. And and once you do make a move, there's a greater sense of 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 taking a deep breath of of allowing yourself to sort of grow and move into a new. And 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 I agree with Dr. Linda. There's there's a whole new change here, and it feels like you're bringing in the spiritual, the intuitive, the understanding of you have a greater power in in this life and a greater power to control your life. And it feels as though you're taking back your personal power from people that you have given it away to. Does that help? Absolutely. Um, when you say loose ends, I'm not sure what that means, really. Loose ends are projects that, that you you started and you haven't finished. It's people that you have to resolve relationships with. Um, that it feels like you've let some people drift, and it feels as though it's important that you not shut a never slam a door because if you slam a door, you're going to have to open it, and then you'll feel stupid. But but it it feels like you you need to sort of resolve some of things that have been left hanging with people. It feels it's relationship oriented. Okay. That kind of makes sense a little bit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you very much. Well, thank you for coming. If there's anything else I can do, let me know. Okay. Yeah. I bookmarked your slide already. Thank you. (laughs) You're going to have a good time when you move. (laughs) Yeah. It sounds like May, May would be about right. And, uh, April, May. That's what I get. You'll see. It'll happen. It'll just it, it'll happen quickly. It'll happen quickly, Mark. Yeah. So don't. I guess don't be afraid of it and kind of look forward to it. No, embrace it. Embrace it. Something's pulling you there, and then once you're there, you'll know why. You're being you're being guided. You're of all places on the planet. That's where they're guiding you. Excellent. Probably Excellent. for your love life, and probably for your finances. <laughs> well, there's not much love life right now. <laughs> There will be. Well, that sounds kind of exciting and scary. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I, it, it feels like there is a, a relationship that you haven't worked everything out with, that you haven't let go of totally. And, uh, and once you let go of it, you know, it's sort of that I, I you know, I tell people that, that, you know, Mr. Right can't sit down in the chair if Mr. Wrong is sitting in it. And you have things that you haven't totally resolved from your last relationship. That's one of the loose yeah, ends. That could be true. But I'm not sure how to fix those. <laughs> well, give yourself time. And, and, you know, just give yourself time to heal, too. Okay. But yeah, it... it it, 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 yeah, it was pretty. It, it looks pretty raw here. So, um, but but it does feel like it's going to be a, a good move for you. Oh, great! Yeah, yeah. I've kind of worked in the east and the west side of the state, so going south might be interesting. It it feels that that's an area of the country that you have past lives in, so that you'll feel more at home. Really, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you yep. see any past lives at all? I mean, um, anything come to mind right off? Civil War. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you I think you were a soldier in the Civil War, which is probably why you're in the heart of the country. And if you were to go up to Pennsylvania or whatever, you might feel more of an affinity toward um the war zone. And I think some of the things you've done in your life have indicate not that you've been in the service, but that you have a service orientation. Um, but I just get past life soldier. Um, yeah, I'll take it even further. Um, you were in charge of, um, you were in charge of, of, um, the money that, that was paid out to the soldiers and, um, you mm-hmm. were, you were killed while you were delivering that money. And, um, before you died, you hid and buried it. And man, if I were you, once I get down there, I'd get myself a, I'd get myself a metal detector and, and see where you're drawn to because it seems to me that that money hasn't been found yet and, and it was gold and silver coin. Oh, that's interesting. I'm always real attracted to silver. Okay. For some reason, I always wonder what that was about. But yeah, a metal yeah, detector. Yeah, don't not don't get a whole don't get a really really expensive one, but but get one that'll that'll you know play with it because there's an element of a treasure hunter here for you. Don't get obsessed by it; you will, but but try not to. And 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 pay attention to your dreams. Pay attention to the you know to to those signals that that spirit gives you because it it does feel as though. You, I see. I see. It, it feels like it's by a, it, you buried it by what is now a big tree, and there was there either was or is uh, a stream or water running by it. I've always been attracted to water. That's for sure. Pay attention. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll look forward towards those dates. Yeah, it's kind of. I'm about ready for a change. I've been where I'm at long enough. I think. I think you're right. Well, thanks for calling. All right. Thank you for taking the call. No problem. Bye-bye now. Um, I I just love doing past lives. Past lives are are, uh, something that that I I don't know why, but the stories just come so fast. We've all had hundreds of them, and people don't realize that we've had hundreds. The soul comes back time and time again. Sometimes we're here for two days. Sometimes we're here for 80 years, but we come back time and time again. And people can have past life regression therapy and take the time to learn who they were in the past life as to why they are now. We've all been men. We've all been women. Just like with transgender, I believe that when the soul enters, it could be a female soul in a male body or a male soul in a female body. And I think that's why a lot of people have the gender conflict until they figure it out. I think it's all spiritual. I don't think it's anything genetic or anything like that. I think it's all spirit with lessons to learn. Oh, I would absolutely totally agree with you on that. And, and you know, it's it's past lives are not just random little hopscotch things you know that they they are definitely um sort of uh i don't know pit stops bathroom breaks along (laughs) the stream of life you know (laughs) and when i was four or five years old i remember standing outside in the backyard with my dad and he was showing me constellations and i looked up i said oh here i am again i recognize (laughs) the sky (laughs) <laughs> now that's cool. So, um, I have I have recently been um, finding that that while 
Well, yeah, it's it's identifying past lives that 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 um, were on on the Earth plane is something that, that that is a lot of fun. But have you ever experienced or have you ever worked with people's past lives in other dimensions? No. It's really cool. Um, and and of course, you know, the spirit will take on the form that is indigenous to whatever environment it's 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 um manifesting in and uh it's it's been it's it, i i've had a couple where i was pulled immediately to crop circles as though crop circles were oh i love crop circles oh yeah they are they are so magical um i believe they're they're um portals and and that that interdimensional craft people whatever i don't know what you want to call them but but it's an interdimensional shift in those and they become portals to other places and and what's left behind you know are the crop circles but but and and you know they're beautiful and they're phenomenal have you ever been in one no i haven't they are so cool first of all there are no bugs which of course i love and there's there's usually um a higher smell of of ozone um than normally you would find you know, you know like after a thunder and lightning storm that smell of ozone right <clears throat> and um it's almost you know cell phones and watches don't work well there and it's it's an amazing place because it feels like everything is peaceful everything is calm there it, it's it's you're in a neutral place where where you don't have all of the outside um, stuff being thrown at you. So it's a very peaceful place. And I was really fortunate. Um, I, I haven't been to England, but there was one in Virginia. Uh, and I was working down there um, at a bookstore. And, you know, it was like, hey, there's a crop circle. Let's go check it out. And it was amazing, and, and the um, only other place that I have experienced that same feeling of tranquility and that peacefulness, and, you know, everything is safe and there's no craziness in the world and it's just you want to stay there forever, is in the stone chambers that are um, scattered all over the northeast here. Wow, and, that sounds and, fascinating. And they, they are... Um, my, my ex-husband, not ex-husband, well, he's dead. So I guess he, no, he's, I'm still married to him. My last husband. Um, and I did a documentary on them and they have the same peacefulness to them, even that nobody knows who made them or where they came from. It's not the Indians. It wasn't the colonials. They, there used to be about 800 around here. Now, now they're only about 200. Um, but they have a feeling of timelessness and they they're done of corbelled construction there's no uh mortar or anything and the stones that that make them up are are so heavy that that you know it it, it would have been impossible to construct well, like stonehenge yes very much like stonehenge and these stone chambers though are um they're really they're they're not that big but they're definitely, uh, well, they're, I don't know, 10 by 12 feet, maybe maybe five and a half feet high. And <clears throat> they, have, they have no doorways. They have no windows. They have no opening in the ceiling. 
people used to say they were used for storage of food, but food would rot in them and there was no door. Uh, and they're connected to all the stone walls that are all throughout the Northeast here. And in 1832, they did a, uh, an ar uh, archaeological, uh, uh, the Department of Agriculture did a survey and they found that there were over 500, five, 500? 500,000 miles of stone walls. That's enough to go to the moon and back. And they don't know who made them. Aliens. <laughs> could be, could be. I've often wondered, um, you know, so many of them have been destroyed, but I've often wondered if, if we could have ever gotten a uh, just just a, a map of, of the walls and the chambers. It might have given us some ideas to who created them because there are no artifacts um, surrounding any of them in anywhere around them. And uh, it's, it's kind of a, it, it, it's an amazing mystery. And, you know, we, we worked really hard to try to preserve them and, you know, draw people's notice to them, but uh, it, it may just well be a, a culture, a people, a society that, that will never get acknowledged because we're not paying attention. Which is sad. Everybody's too wrapped up in themselves. Everybody's very self-oriented, selfish, self-centered, and just out for the struggle or survival right now. It's people aren't paying attention to a lot of things around, which is what I was explaining earlier about metaphysics, to see the stars and see the trees and see the rain and, and get out of yourself and understand how the universe works. That, that's true. And, you know, when you, when, when you look at... Um, well, certainly before, before, you know, the, the Spaniards, you know, hit this, this, uh, there's, there's a book out there called 1491 and it talks about what the United States, well, what, what North America was like before we, we started to get the influx of Europeans and there were massive cultures here. There were, I mean, the, I think it's the Iroquois, their, their nation went, went, you know, from from the Ohio, New York area, all the way down to Mexico. I mean, they were powerful, powerful nation, and they had amazing cities. and um, And what 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 blows me away is that that when the Puritans arrived here, you know, they they looked upon the native folk as, as heathen, and yet their spirituality was far and above what the Puritans had, and to think that they came in here with, you know, and, and these are my relatives I'm talking about, um, you know, and, and tried to convert everybody to Christianity, which limited the spirituality. I mean, the, the, the native people here, the, uh, I mean, they were in tune with nature and they were in tune with the, the environment and um, the colonials came and, and they, they just, you know, wrecked the hell out of the place <laughs> but but they you know it, it's kind of like the arrogance of, of coming and not learning about the people that were there and and trying to learn from it and to to to, to judge yeah, everybody stays pretty much to themselves a lot of people don't want to learn about the next that's why there's so much hatred and racism again right now it's rising anti-semitism is higher now than it's been since the 1930s and i'm jewish it's frightening well, and it's 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 still happening. Look what happened after nine eleven. We went and we bombed a country back into the Stone Age that was already there. 
I mean, um, and and you know, I, I think there's there's some. I, I I wish I had the memory that my my past husband had. Um, there's there's a strong proportion of the population of the world that is still living in the Stone Age. And yeah, you know, they got the blinders on, and they don't want to wake up, and they don't want to join the society. They don't want to evolve along with the times. There's a lot of people. I I, I, I I talk to people when I'm booking appointments and ask for their email address. They don't have a computer. I'm like, what? <laughs> How do you not have a computer? How do you survive in today's day without a computer? I don't get it. But they don't have a computer. So I said, well, you won't get a, you won't get a receipt. Oh, that's okay. But it just blows me away. How does anybody function without a computer? You know, I don't know. Um, and, and. It's really funny when, <laughs> when when we had uh, we had a, a week's time here a number of years back in in October there was an ice storm and everything got knocked down and I didn't mind not having the heat I didn't mind not having the light I didn't mind not having to I, I didn't mind having to lug buckets of water so we could flush the toilets. But what I missed the most <laughs> was the internet. I just of course you're so we're addicted to it. Oh gosh, how do you yeah. live without it? Right. And you know, but but what's frightening, at least for me, well, not frightening, but what what's disquieting is that that they're now working with these e- EVP um, blasts, which would knock out all of the electrical stuff. Right, a friend of mine across the street from me is a very big EVP researcher and records a lot of EVP. And for people who don't know, it's electric, electronic voice programming that people are able to pick up voices from beyond and get it on tape or digital or whatever, uh-huh. where you can hear voices from the graves, usually from the gravesite. But um, um, the voices are there, and you hear it on this equipment, and um, it's a whole other end of metaphysics and it's more paranormal than metaphysics so yeah but 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 it 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 validates the fact that there are um life after death sure oh of course there is uh and and it's it's but but you know in all of our working with excuse me with with harp with with adjusting the weather with, with lear- learning how to use electromagnetic pulses to knock out electronics and stuff like that. Huh? I mean, it, it is, it is disquieting that, that it, it's sad that every new invention that comes up, that, 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 that comes out of the, the, the ingenious minds of, of people, the first thing the government wants to do is to make it a weapon. And I find that sad. Um, well, they, they take away any type of power, control, or truth from us. So whatever they can do to manipulate society, and if it means something for defense or it means that we don't know anything and they know everything. Look, the whole UFO thing has been a secret for how many years now? And Kennedy was killed partly because he was going to expose the UFOs. Hillary Clinton knows about the UFOs. It's so stupid to keep hiding all of it. It's true that the universe has... Visitors, we're not the only civilization in the universe. No, um, and well, what what gets me, what what bothers me is if if you go to China or if you go to um, South America, 
they, I mean, there's full disclosure. Everybody knows about the UFOs. And yet well, this, we're the only country in the world that doesn't have health care provided to everybody. So, I mean, there's always something about the U.S. It's supposed to be this big, powerful country, and yet we're the most rigid in many ways, and we don't take care of our people. We'll, be, you know, we'll take care of a broken country before fixing the poverty here in our own home. Yeah, Kids are I mean, starving. Kids are starving. Well, look at Appalachia. I mean, the poverty there is overwhelming. Yeah, but they'll go overseas before they help anybody here. I know, and I've never understood that. I haven't I've, I've also never understood that, that, you know, we depend so much on foreign oil when we have, when our oil that we, that we drill here, we send overseas and then we buy back. Now, that just doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> yeah, it, it just... I'm sure that there's some sort of um, political wisdom behind it, but I, I've never understood it. We have enough oil to, to keep us going for, God, decades and decades and decades. And, and by then, hopefully there will be secondary sources of, 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 of um, fossil fuel or, or energy. I mean, come on, windmills. And uh, Have you ever driven across the country? No, I have not, but I live in California, and there's windmills out in Palm Springs, so I've seen the energy mills, and I think they're beautiful, but no, I haven't driven cross-country. I usually fly. Um, Patrick and I drove from uh, um, San Francisco to Connecticut uh, seven years ago, and I had never seen the windmills, and we saw them on the plains, and... They were amazing, and and I, one night when we stopped, there was a, a a trailer truck that was carrying just one of the blades, and oh my goodness, it was huge, and they're silent, they're quiet, they don't make any noise. Of course, they probably kill birds, but um, it it just you know you you look at that and you think if we can get energy that way. That's amazing. And, and if we use a whole bunch of different modalities to get the power that we need, I mean, there's, there's you know, certainly the electricity that's generated by the, the waterfalls and stuff like that. I mean, Niagara, you know, sends out. I've been in Niagara Falls. It's beautiful. But whether they use it as energy, I don't know. I know. Yeah, they do. They use it. Um, they, it provides a tremendous amount of um, ele- the electricity for the eastern seaboard. Oh, okay. I don't know how much, but a lot. No, it's it, we've got so much here. We're, we're so rich in so many different areas, and and yet, um, you know, a corporate entity is is taking over and in in a way trying to um, stamp out the spiritual. And it's always been that way. That's why we're going to have even a harder time trying to get the message out because the door is getting, the path is getting narrower and people are being swayed in different directions. And we've got to really lure people back to that there's a God, but how can there be a God if this is what's happening? You know, it's always the, the, the questions of if there's really a God, why so much negativity, why is God allowing this? But people forget that this is all man's will, not God's will. Well, right. And, and we're here to learn. So, you know, if this, if this, if this were heaven, 
um, something went terribly wrong. Uh, but it's not hell either. It is a place to learn. And, and I, I um, often tell people that, you know, we create our reality by our perception of it so that, so that no matter how difficult things are, you can, you can find joy and laughter. And once you found the joy and laughter, then everything dissipates and you, you move on to the next lesson, of course, but, but, but you have a respite and, that's that's the other thing that that I, I see people forgetting is that laughter is such an important aspect and quality to our lives, and it's called enlightenment. It does mean lighten up, and the lighter we become, the more easily we're able to, you know, let go of the of the density of our physical reality and understand that there is there there is joy and in spirit. And, and once you touch into that, it changes the way you look at life tremendously. I mean, my husband died. And if I hadn't had the spiritual understanding that, that he'd moved on, he wasn't really ended. And that, that, you know, it was, I think that's one of the things when, when he you was. You probably would have grieved on a longer for a longer period of time and gone deeper, even though you had your own grieving period, but you had an acceptance. Well, yeah, and he did point out to me, he said, you know, if you if you overdo this grieving crap, he said, You're going to you're you're a hypocrite. Yeah, because <laughs> of what you preach and how you yes. <laughs> so uh, I I didn't think it was very fair of him to pull that on me, but <laughs> you know, it was kind of like he said, my job here is done and I'm moving on. And I said, well, I have a list. You're not, you, all of your jobs aren't done. He said, no, what I was here for, I'm done. I'm finished. And he was, he, he had stage four lung cancer. So he was in a great deal of pain. And I said, well, then, then absolutely move on to whatever comes next for you. And, um, and he, he just looked at me and he said, I'm not afraid of moving on. He said, I'm worried about you. And I said, oh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be okay. And, um, and of course I was, but, but it's, it is, you know, you have to, when things like that happen, you know, you have to remind yourself that, that, you know, if I truly believe this, then, then I have to embrace it and I have to keep going. And uh, it, it was, it was, I think, one of the more difficult lessons um, so far this lifetime. But uh, yeah. losing my mom, it took me three years to get over it. And I think hard. that's why I don't like to channel anymore. Since she passed away, I don't like to communicate with people from the other side. It's really weird how it all kind of shifted for me with that. Well, don't you think too that there are times and phases that we go through where we, where one modality is stronger than another? Maybe. I mean, I did a lot of channeling. Part of my book is on people's testimonies of the channeling that I did for them while I'm interweaving all the accidents in the spiritual. It's just trying to pull the chapters together so that it makes sense. And I'm not good at all of that. But, um, well, yeah, when the time is right, it'll all go together and it'll be fabulous. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. But, but, you know, maybe you still are missing some chapters too. No, I'm missing the money to make it right. I can't pay the person I can I, I want to to get the book done. Oh, well, maybe you're supposed to do it yourself. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, well, listen, I had um, I had somebody steal my website and steal uh, your website. Yes, yeah, your whole it. domain, the whole thing. Um, she told me that she was going to help me, and I gave her all the passwords and everything. And then the next thing I know, I no longer have my website, <laughs> and because she told me it was too hard. And so I had to pay somebody to hack into my own website to get my website back. I, that's crazy. And I've had my site hacked and I've had to rebuild the site. I've gone through that. Well, it, it was, it was interesting because she kept telling me it was all too hard and I couldn't possibly do it. And so when I finally got my website back, I, I went and spoke to someone who was well-versed in WordPress. And I said, now teach me, please. I mean, you can do it yourself. Exactly. And, and when I found out how damn easy it was, I, I just shook my head and it was like, okay, so <laughs> Gee, I could have had a V8. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> truly. But it was, it was sort of like, um, instead of saying, you know, to, to whoever, um, oh, you do it, you know, it's too hard. I can't possibly do it. You know, I don't have the whatever. Um, now, now I basically say to people, show me how to do this. Because I want to be able to take care of myself and my stuff. I don't want to have to depend on someone else to do it for me. And um, Patrick um, and and I, he published three books and I have one out there and I have one that I'm working on and um, he did it all. But, but, you know, at some point in time, I will roll up my sleeves and I will say to somebody, now teach me how to do this because I have a publishing company. I should be able to figure this out. And it, it, it taught me a lot about myself. It taught me that, that you know, if, you've, if you stop learning, you stop growing. And if you stop growing, there's no point in your being here. Right. So it's, it's, it's an exciting time. And um, I think it's great that you've got a book coming along here so yeah it's halfway done it's halfway done well i i you know and and it's also it's a it's a wonderful teaching tool um to to share with people the journey that you've been on and my god the journey you've been on is phenomenal and you know i'm sure you got a long way to go yet but uh I mean, it's it's amazing the number of radio shows and TV mm-hmm. things. And well, I've been doing it since 1994, so it's a long time. But also the 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 foundational stuff that you did. I mean, you've got um, you've got all of the work that you've done with with you know CEOs. And I've done I've done probably over a hundred thousand readings and and channeling sessions and healing sessions and um, you know I've touched a lot of lives in twenty four years so I have a lot to be grateful for for that but there's a lot I don't remember there's a lot I don't belong to anymore there's a lot of um, interests that are changing at this point in my life I'm sixty two now you know mm-hmm. um, I was forty when I got into radio and I may be going back on the air in January. I haven't decided yet, but there's a couple of irons in the fire. And then um, I'm also thinking of real estate, just getting out of metaphysics altogether and can go make use of my gift, helping people find their home. I don't know. I don't know. Actually, actually that's something that I've done and it's a lot of fun. Um, I, I I had a lot of clients who were real uh, realtors, 
mm-hmm. and you know one of them complained I take these people to a hundred houses and, and I said well why don't you just tune into what you think that would be appropriate to them and steer them in those directions and she and this one woman said well can you can you do that for me and so for for quite a while um, I worked with her and and help people I find- hope she gave you commission oh no I did it for free it was fun I mean, I, I wanted to, I wanted to be a real estate agent so badly for quite a while mm-hmm. because I just loved walking into people's houses and checking them out. Right. I, I did too. It, it's, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I can remember going into one house when I was looking for houses and they, they had used sheets for um, wallpaper and how clever that was. And it, it really looked good. Um <laughs> And, and, uh, you know, it's just, I have this thing for houses. I don't, you know, I don't want to do it actually, but, but at one point in time, I thought that would be the coolest job ever, just being able to look at people's houses. And then if somebody bought something, that would be a lot of fun. And, and, uh, but, but it, it, it didn't work out, but I, I like, it's not your calling. Where's Scott? Is he just out there listening to all of this? Yeah. Hey, Scott. Hi. Hi. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on mute. I'm in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I'm typing you a question right now. Can I ask you a question on air? Absolutely. I, uh, I just have, I knew that's what you, you wanted. You just you just mentioned you, you said you're gonna retire from metaphysics. I but may. How can you retire from metaphysics? Isn't isn't that sort of a spiritual thing? I mean, or, or yeah, of course it is. It's always a part of who I am. But I don't know if I want to do it for a living anymore. I don't know if I want to continue. Being the healer, being the psychic, being the fixer, being the... I don't know, even though I try to get away from it and I'm pulled right back. I look at going to epidemiology after 40 years. I look at going into corporate. I look at real estate. I look at um, anything else. And then I always go back to work. I just stay who I am, which is a healer and a reader. And um, it's just... Sometimes it gets old, like everything else. It gets tiring, like everything else. And I got to self-promote. And um, with all of what's been going on since these two surgeries and now the accident, it's just I, I can't. I don't have the energy to put it out there. But a month from now, it'll be different because I'll be feeling better, and I'll probably just be on a higher level. But no, you're right. It's a part of who I am, and. Um, the energy, the reading, the clairvoyance, the clairaudience, the clairsentience, the mediumship, the healing, all of that is part of what makes me who I am on a mental, physical, spiritual level. And, and when I integrate all of that, I become very whole. And most people don't understand that they've all got it. And it's just learning how to tweak it so that the fragmentation comes together and the pain goes away so that the moment is vivid and, and the... Uh, outcome can be a lot more sustainable when it comes to being productive and that's what I'm looking at for myself because right now I've gone through like a little bit of fragmentation and we're going to become more um, integrated again so it's just a thing I'm talking about if I give it up it's, but it's like where am I going to go <laughs> where am I going to go I don't know yeah how much more studying do I need right it's not like I'm, I'm or you are, are dancing to a different drummer or get marching to a different drummer it's just a I'm not a loop I, I, I I'm just in a metaphysical type of world. <laughs> I, I, You're interested in it? I, I, well, I mean, I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's my consciousness. I'm just like 
like you brought you brought the, the, the bird the rainbow right there's always signs signs are happening to everybody all the time and so it, it's and, and, and it's whether you, you it's whether you you see it or not and it's, I, I and I'm really glad I see these things and I'm, I'm kind of glad I, uh, I I got to be a part of the show tonight because I, I I uh I just learned something about my conscience. I just, anyway. Well, then something that was said tonight awakened in you or inspired you or you related to or you went and had the aha experience where something resonated. And that's good. Well, yeah. It's just, I mean, I'm a character. You know, I make people laugh all the time. I'm definitely a different type of person in in a white-collar world. And uh, that's because I notice all this. I I just notice these things. I, I see signs and in metaphysics. I'm just, I'm in another reality. And well, continue to embrace it. So you can't retire and God bless you. Okay. Thank you. Here's my answer. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, uh, I can't imagine how, how you could possibly deny that greater part of yourself. I mean, I mean, it, it has to have been part of the point of this lifetime. It's part of the lifetime, all right. I mean, I've been doing it for what twenty-four years. Yeah, well, I have a few years on you, and I, I, know. I and and you know, there are times when um, you don't, you're you're not as as involved, but it's always there. And sometimes you do it's have like to music. take a break. Yeah, it's like music, and once it's inside you, it's there. You're always a musician. And oh, absolutely, and it's, I, you know, it's. It's what keeps me going, to be honest with you. It's what um, gives me a vitality of life. I, I just can't imagine what my life would be like if I didn't have this field to to play in. And I, I have, since I, re- I retired in my 40s, so that's that's 30-some years ago. And it just, it's, it's sort of like teaching was... Um, I was bogged down by it and, and it just, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't challenging and it wasn't rewarding. And I taught, I taught handicapped children. I taught mentally retarded children and I loved working with the kids. I hated their parents, but I love, <laughs> I hear that from all my teacher friends. Oh my goodness. And the administration. Oh, yeah. if I could burn the administration building down and get rid of the parents. It would have been great. <laughs> But but then have said that clients call saying that questioning if they're going to be fired, if they're going to be, you know, up against the wall with the principal. What about this parent that said this? If I say that and am I going to get ticketed? Am I going to get written up? And it's like, oh, my God, I hear all these horror stories. Oh, yeah. No. But 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 the reality is it wasn't it wasn't um, stimulating for me. And when when I had the car accident and I had to leave teaching and retire early, then suddenly there was magic in my life. And, you know, how can, you can't exist without the magic. Once you've experienced it, um, you just don't let go of it. I mean, you could try to quit. You could probably take a break. <laughs> but, but I will, I, I'll tell you something, Dr. Tell Linda. me. Yes, I will ma'am. tell you for sure, <laughs> if you try to back off of it, you'll have another accident. It's going to come get me. It'll come and get you. It'll yeah. drag you kicking and screaming. Um, I, I know that there were there were seven years where I kept telling people, 
no, I, I, I'm not psychic. I, I just have a great imagination. And, <laughs> and, you know, they would say, well, how do you explain that this came true and this came true and this came true? And, and you know, I just shrugged my shoulders. Oh, well, it's a coincidence. And, of course, now I don't believe in them. But, but at the time, it was like, it can't be this easy. And for me, it really is easy. And, and yet it's, it's, I've learned so much and I learned from every person that I sit down and I read and something special happens. There's a, there's a special, um, energetic. Yeah. It's a fulfillment. And, and it's like, son of a gun, isn't that amazing? And, and, you know, I will grant you that there have been time frames where, um, I, I, uh, there was a period of time where I had, I had fallen down the stairs during a hurricane and I had, I, I didn't know it, but I had cracked my, um, my, my hip and it, you know, it just hurt and it was a hell of a black and blue mark, but you know, life went on. But what happened was it in healing, it calcified into the hip joint and, um, I, w- I was having extraordinary pain, and for five years, I was, I was, on, I was literally on crutches, screaming most of the time until somebody took an X-ray and said, "Well, you need a hip replacement." Ah. But for for those five years, I didn't do anything. No, and, you were in too much pain. You didn't even know. And and so once once the hip was replaced, it was like, now I can dance, and and uh, it, it was I was you know, I went right back to, to, you know, the readings and everything. And it was amazing. And, and it was, it was exciting. So I, I, you know, you can take a break, but, but. Well, okay. (laughs) Say it's a break, you know, say, I'm just, you know, is it, this is a short vacation. You don't have to give me the two by four, (laughs) the brick wall, because um, I, I think those times that, that, that I have felt like, do I really want to do this? And, you know, you stand back and you think it does look rather crazy actually, but, Mm -hmm. but, but it's real and, and there's validity there and it changes your life. And, and I know that if I, I was an ordained, I am an ordained minister and I did serve in the church for, for five years and first, first church service, I, I bored everyone to death. And myself, I took a nap as well. And uh, <laughs> not only did I take a nap, but I forgot to take collection. And I thought they would never ask me back because it was just, it was horrible and it looked so easy. Um, but I got better. Thank you so much. Um, I'll be in touch with you. Yes, please. We'll, we'll read each other. Let's exchange readings and maybe oh, we would... could even do a seminar together and meet halfway in the country or something. Absolutely. You've got my phone number. Call me tomorrow. I will. Bye-bye. Thank you very much for this wonderful opportunity. Oh, my pleasure. Listen to Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. We'll be right back after this message. Barbara DeLong, host of Nightlight Radio, inviting you to join me on a cosmic journey, exploring a metaphysical montage of spiritual material, covering everything from the mundane to the magical, 
UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between, including spiritual readings for those who seek enlightenment. Let Nightlight provide you with equal measure of light, love, and laughter, insight, wisdom, and inspiration. Monday nights, 10 to 12 p.m. Eastern, right here on Studio B, Revolution Radio, at freedomslips.com. Who are we? Where do we come from? Are you curious about the origins of the human race? Join me, Gavin McCall, and a variety of guests on Ancient Humans, where we decipher world events, explore scientific